Hello, everybody. This is Jared Van Vorst. And my name is Nathan McWhorter. And I'm Daniel Fagbui, and welcome to Table Talk Thursdays, where we field all your burning questions, and we'd love to hear from you. And we'll be doing this every single week. So please send in your questions to my email, which is daniel.fagbui at lifechurchcanton.org. Look forward to hearing from you. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Life Church Canton podcast. My name is Sam. I'm the host of this show. Thanks so much for listening. This episode is going to be a recurring episode for uh, the future. I don't know how long it's going to go, but um, we're going to try it out. Um, we're calling it Table Talk Thursdays. Um, and in this kind of wild time of COVID-19, we're going to uh, do our best to, to bring you um, ministry through our online resources. And the podcast is one of those. So um, what Table Talk Thursdays is... Um, Pastor Daniel, Pastor Nathan, Pastor Jared are going to get on Facebook Live, and then I'm also going to record it for the podcast, and we're just going to bring you some encouragement during the week um, and also answer maybe any questions that you have. So um, if you have questions, you can email them to Daniel, um, and then maybe they'll talk about them live on Facebook and on the podcast. So we're calling this Table Talk Thursdays. Yes, I know that it's uh, coming out on Friday. Um, things are just kind of a little, little wild right now, um, in terms of, uh, scheduling. Um, there's a lot to do to get ready to do, you know, the best, uh, version of online church that we can do on Sunday. So, um, I'm going to do my best to get these out on Thursdays, but, uh, this one's coming out on Friday. Also an another caveat about this episode. Um, this is the first time that I've, uh, recorded this this way so there was a few technical difficulties so there's uh, two times where the audio cuts out but I was able to pull the audio from Facebook live so you'll hear a little bit of a difference there but um, all the content is there um, just wanted to let you know that also you can go back and watch it on Life Church Canton's uh, Facebook page uh, you can actually watch the video so um, yeah with that uh, here's Table Talk Thursday episode number one enjoy Welcome, everybody, to Table Talk Thursdays. I am here with my wonderful and gracious co-hosts or friends and family, Pastor Nathan. How are you guys doing? I'm excited to be here. And Pastor Jarrett. Hello. Good afternoon. Good. Well, we're excited to have you guys join us. Um, great opportunity for us to still be the church. And so we wanted to sort of share a few things. Um, one, just some housekeeping things, just so you know how we're doing. Uh, every Tuesday, you can expect to hear a message from Pastor Nathan about what's going on in the church, uh, what we're doing as a result of what we're going through as a nation. Uh, and then you can also expect on Thursday what we're calling Table Talk Thursdays, an opportunity for us to field any questions, any burning questions that you may have. And just about a little thing about the format, we will be uh, fielding questions about the most recent sermon, so the past Sunday sermon. Uh, don't wait eight weeks to talk about the sermon from nine weeks ago, uh, but just you know, any, any questions you may have about the sermon, some things that, are, that might be helpful to you, and also any questions that you, you have about just life in general, about theology. Uh, we want you to send those questions in uh, prior to our Thursday talk uh, by Wednesday, would you say? Yeah. Right, Wednesday yep. night, so we can get that. Um, don't wait till 11.59, but yeah, send that in, and we'll be able to fill those questions. And so we do have some questions already. 
um, that right. we've had. Uh, and then we'll answer also your live questions. So if you're live, we'll answer as many of those as we can. And if we can't get it this time, we will get it on the next week. Okay? Yeah. yeah do right. you mind, Daniel, one of the things that I talked about in a video this week uh, on live that you may not have watched on Facebook, you could be listening to this on the podcast <clears throat> right now as well. And we want you to know that up-to-date information is kind of crucial. And, and Jared is working very hard to make sure that our now page is always accurate, Amen. always up-to-date. And there's some really cool things there. One of any changes in our meeting times, you can see those as well, as well as ministry offering. I've been talking to the staff, and, and we have a job to do. We have people that need ministered to, and the only thing that changed is that we can't meet in person to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I've been committed to leading the team in some ministry offerings. Jared, tell me a little bit more about those ministry offerings. Yeah, um, so I'm going to actually pull it up on my computer right now. Um, the biggest thing is that, uh, at, which is at the top of the list, is our Life Kids, because mm-hmm. um, you know, our, on our minds is, are all the adults, typically, and how we can minister to adults. But um, many of the kids might have some devices uh, near them as well. And so our Life Kids team has put together a Life Kids survival guide and curated a bunch of content for them to uh, pay attention to, listen to, uh, maybe even some activities to participate in. Um, the Life Youth, that last night, I'm waiting to talk to Abby yet, but last night they went on Instagram Live, and I'm excited to hear from her how that went. Our life groups are <coughs> continuing to find ways to creatively connect with one another. I'm part of Be the Bridge, and we got and Daniel is too. We just got together on, was it Zoom? We used Zoom. Um, Tuesday night. On Tuesday night and still had great conversation. Um, you, just, you just have to work through it a little bit differently yeah. and create different strategies. Uh, life Journey, John, Pastor John is working on that um, in terms of getting people signed up for virtual opportunities to take online Yeah, Jared, I'm, I'm really so, excited about yeah. that. Uh, these courses that we've been working on for years, uh, this is an amazing opportunity, especially if your small group can't meet mm-hmm. or you're not in a small group. Community is crucial. Signing up for one of these courses, which they'll start to assign times based on availability moving forward, allows you to have interaction with people and learn and grow, as well as be part of this process um, that we have really invested a lot of time in. And it's going to be exciting. So I, I think that's a huge action step for people mm-hmm. who are looking, especially those extroverts who are like, I really am dying here. I need, mm-hmm. I need some, some interaction. Uh, so check that one out as well. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Well, for all you introverts, uh, you might be having the time of your life right now. So, yeah. uh, but we we see you too, and we want to create a space for you as well. Well, one of the questions that we've kind of been talking about um, away from folk has been, how have we been dealing with this crisis? Mm-hmm. We've had people probably chime in and reach out to us, ask us questions about their concerns. What have been some concerns that you've been hearing? Yeah, go for it. All right. Uh, Lots of concerns. I think one of the biggest concerns is uh, just not being able to plan for the future Mm. or being overwhelmed by the future. You can spend a lot of time looking on Facebook and there's lots of news sources. And the problem with that is there's uh, I'm not going to get into the fake news debate. There's Mm. just different opinions about Mm. what is going to happen. Some are saying we're going to be done in three weeks and then we'll be done. Others are saying this could be 12 months. And and if you spend time really focusing 
all day on those kinds of things, it can really be harmful and and hurt. So I think that some of the biggest concerns <clears throat> I've seen is like, what does this mean for the future? Mm. That would be number one. What does this mean for the future for my family, for my kids? Are they going to be in school the rest of the year? If they're not, what does that mean? I make it go on and on and on, and I don't want to trigger anybody here yeah. because the other thing I'm sensing is that this is kind of constant. Mm. Number two concern is like, you can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. It is all the time all right now. You, yeah. And luckily the last two days, but by the time you've listened to this on podcast, it might have changed. We haven't had too many changes, but closings and all that, the uncertainty of it, even joking about it, laughing about it. I haven't had a converse. I haven't had an hour period of my life where COVID hasn't come up mm. in some way or another. Mm. And so the absolute prevalence of this is making it so that we can escape dealing with it emotionally um, as well. And I think the third one is just major concerns. I think there are people uh, in our church who can't work, mm. especially the younger people. They're getting laid off first uh, mm. because they're you know starting off their careers. They're not as essential. So younger people, single parents, as well as both where parents are in households where both can't work. They're my major concern as well. So those those are the three big areas uh, that I'm seeing, and we can talk about yeah. you know how I'm helping people, but I, I don't know if you guys have other things Maybe you're else. seeing as well. Yeah, um, <coughs> so one of the things that we're tasked with as a staff is um, connecting specifically uh, with some partners within Life Church, and yeah. that's been a joy to reach out to a couple people and hear how they're doing in... From on my end, everybody's remained relatively positive. Um, they've they've been trying to figure out how does this now look for for me individually, for my family, and have remained f- fairly optimistic. I would say, um, in terms of the excitement about how to rethink and to reorient their lives. Um, there's been some nervousness, I would say, uh, like you mentioned, Nathan, about about jobs and how that's going to affect things, how it's going to affect their kids. Um, I've been mostly surrounded by my family and I've got kids that are all elementary age. So we've been mostly just, uh, staying on top of things and trying to keep them, um, in somewhat of a rhythm to, to stay educated. So uh, my family has been so surrounded by that. And then on top of that, I've been focusing so much on, uh, what we're doing as a church. So honestly, I haven't, um, been as exposed to some of the, um, maybe anxiety or, or the talk on social media, just because I've, I've been maybe <laughs> positively distracted by some other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in response wise, how have you guys been responding to that? Yeah. I, <coughs> I, uh, I think for me, it's all about where you're focusing. Hmm. So well, you could, well, the example I've, I've heard a pastor talk about this recently, and I think it's a great illustration, Peter stepping out of the boat and walking on water. Mm-hmm. But then there's this moment where he sinks, and if you remember what happened in that moment, he was looking at the wind mm-hmm. and the waves. He started to focus on that instead of focusing on Jesus. Mm-hmm. So here he is walking on water in a storm, which is the greatest, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the danger there, and he's already doing it. He's already moving through it, and yet he gets distracted, focuses on those things, and loses his footing. I don't want to stretch it too much, but but the, what I hear and, and what I'm trying to help people understand is where is your focus? Mm. If you're spending more of your focus on what could go wrong or anxiety or even fact-finding and not spending any of your focus on faith, on God, mm. what's the result going to be? The result is that you're going to feel like you're sinking. Mm. 
sometimes it doesn't even come out to that you actually sink. Mm. Um, but you could focus on that and start to, to sink. So my question to them is, you know, are you connecting with people? Are you talking about what God says? Are you focusing on this? And, and in the anxiety in that moment, can you just take a moment, take a deep breath, you know, stop what you're doing mm. for just a second, breathe in seven counts, mm. breathe out 11. If you do that, you have to actually think about breathing. Mm-hmm. Now do that in a room by yourself. So you're not like, you know, you know, breathing, breathing on people. Social distancing. But I did have a question. They're like, you guys are really close to each other, and I just want you to know that we have a big old we bath, bath and hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer prior and, to this, and, um, and, and just yes, we, well, he anointed me yes. with sanitizer. <laughs> um, anyways, so, so the other thing for me in, is is a Bible passage that I talked about earlier this week. I'll go through it just quickly, mm-hmm. but Philippians four, where he's talking about a remedy for anxiety. Mm-hmm. There's a, a series we did on Philippians 4 um, called Anxious, and, and we'll, I think it's called Anxious. We're going to link that in the notes later and send it out to people so you can process through your anxiety. Um, but one of the things it says is rejo- it starts off with rejoice. Hmm. Rejoice in the Lord always. Hmm. I'll say it again, rejoice. Hmm. Uh, then it says, let your gentleness be evident to all. And again, from this weekend, patient kindness. Hmm. You, you better be gentle online. You better be gentle with people. Let your gentleness be uh, evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Really? Anything? Yeah. Oh, man. He says, well... What does that mean in Greek? What is it? It means anything. (laughs) Everything, yeah. Uh, And and what he's saying here is you're a bad person if you're anxious or you don't love... No, no, no. He's saying, but in every situation, that's this situation... By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. There's There's a little bit of a formula there. Prayer, petition... Asking for God with thanksgiving, rejoicing together, worshiping together, um, worshiping on your own is crucial mm. for our anxiety mm. and crucial for our faith. And he says, when you present your request to God with thanksgiving, the peace of God, which transcends all, all understanding. understanding. Yeah. And that's what I would, I would stop yeah. for just a yeah. moment. Yeah. The world and your workplace and everywhere you're at, they're not operating on the place of mm. God being in control. Mm. So according to the world and the world's understandings, fear is the response to this. Mm. Anxiety is, hoarding is in a lot of ways. Um, But what we can do instead is focus on God, and a peace that doesn't make sense to the world will fall on us. Mm. And it might be that we fight for that moment for one hour, but that's a good hour. It's not something where you have to feel bad about your anxiety. It's about the fact that you have an opportunity to move forward. As it finishes, he says this, the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Mm. So if you want God to guard your heart, you got to focus on him. Then he goes on and says this, sorry. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Mm. So where's your focus? Is your focus on your fear or is your focus on your faith? There is truth, and we need to be wise, but what is dominating most of your time? That's the question I ask them. And then I just listen, and it's been an incredible conversation. I've been really encouraged uh, by people and where they're at and and really had a great conversation. That was a longer way, but that's the majority of what I do when I talk to people. So you would would say faith in Christ doesn't mean that we're not thinking logically? 
No. We're not yeah, asking yeah. people to throw caution to the wind. No. As some have said, right? Yes. Uh, so we're not necessarily um, having you have some false hope. Yes. Right? But we are saying keep things in perspective. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 Where Where is your... <clears throat> There's wisdom. Obviously, we, we didn't have church uh, because there's wisdom yeah, yeah, yeah. in that. We didn't have church in the building. We had church online because there's wisdom in that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what I'm talking to people isn't necessarily about what's the exact right choice. It's the fear hmm. that they're living with. And God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. He continues to give us peace. Would Jesus use hand sanitizer? <laughs> I'm not answering that question. I'm going to put what some more you, on right here, though. Do <laughs> you, you want me to answer whether Jesus used hand no, sanitizer? No. Oh, okay. You can if you want to. Did Adam have a belly button? I mean, these are all oh, presents everybody wants. No, I'm joking. Yeah. An innie or an out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm off track. Sorry. Get uh, back. Get back. That's my fault. Uh, clarify what you're response? asking. What's been my response, response to, yeah, to, to, people and, to people's fear and, and anxiety? Yeah, yeah. Um, I um, so my personality is one of peacemaking, and um, and on the shadow side of that is I I can if I'm not careful and if I'm not healthy I can avoid conflict. Mm. So I could I could run away mm. at any moment um, if I don't want to deal with that and just hole up in a corner and and just say yeah that's not a big deal I'm not affected so I'm just going to go and hang out by myself. Mm. So I got to be careful about that um, and have some self-awareness in the midst of that. Um, I, I have to learn how to be an empathetic person to come alongside, to join in people's fear, to not, um, to not just say, get over it or mm. stop worrying about it, mm. um, but to enter into whatever level of suffering they're experiencing and so that's a that's a growing thing for me. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm continuing to learn how to do that well and develop in that. Um, I would say I've had to learn how to do that ever since I got married. Yeah, uh, yeah to, yeah, well to enter <laughs> enter well into somebody else's. Well I mean, your um, wife's amazing and perfect and all. So she's had to enter into your marriage. It's all, true it's all about you. It's you right? This true. is you. Yes. So, I want to so. be clear. Yes. We, we want to pray for you out there. Uh, <laughs> I have a friend, Danny. We want to. We feel your pain. Yes. So, I I think I want to I want to be careful to listen to people. To honor what it is that they're feeling, because whether or not I think it's real, it's real to them. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> and then I want to make sure I understand what it is that they're feeling. And so you know, all things that you talk about in active listening of like, so what I hear you saying is, mm. um, because I don't want to assume I know what somebody's saying. I want to make sure that I'm understanding what they're saying. Again, not doing it perfectly, yeah, yeah. Um, but learning how to do that well. And then um, trying to be. Jesus-y, for yeah. lack of a better term. Um, I mean, Nathan quotes a wonderful passage of Scripture uh, about the peace that transcends all understanding is great. I think about Jesus' words, do not worry. Um, and he says that to people who have every reason to worry, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they, they are worrying about where they're going to find their food and their clothing and their uh, something to drink. Yeah. Uh, they're worried, genuinely worried about those things. Yeah. And yet he has this gentle authority to speak into their lives. And so I hope that we have, um, I guess, earned that mm. ability as pastors and as teachers and as preachers um, of Life Church mm. and, and maybe those that sort of indirectly follow Life Church. 
Um, I hope that we have earned that ability and even authority and trust to be able to challenge and and say, um, hey, we do hear you. We are with you in your pain. We recognize what it is that you're experiencing and and hear this as well, these words of Jesus, and keep moving toward faith. Um, keep trusting that God has a plan in all of this, that all things work together for the good of those um, that love God and are called according to his mm. purpose. Mm. Uh, those aren't just words. Yeah. Uh, those are realities now that we have to live into, and it takes time. And um, and we're, we're in this thing together, so... Yeah. That's that's Amen. how I'm responding. Yeah, I mean, I think I think for me, I think I've heard some of those concerns. I think the largest has just been the uncertainty, mm-hmm. um, and and how that's been weighing on people's hearts. Um, and you know, what will I do with this? What will I do with that? And I think oftentimes the art of listening. It's so underrated. Um, Just listening to folk. Just because you are a preacher, teacher, or you know Mm -hmm. some scripture doesn't mean that everybody, you know, a great poet, a great uh, prophet, uh, um, Bart Simpson, once says, (laughs) 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 we're talking about Margie Simpson, he says, this is the, she always gives the answer to the question nobody's asking. Uh Um, And and, and there's a sense where sometimes as a pastor or a preacher, you think that you have to have the answer. And sometimes you just got to listen to folk. Right. You just listen to folk and just listen to them and be there with them. As something that you said, just entering into it with them. I remember when I was doing my uh, my counseling courses uh, way back when there was a, a teacher named uh, Kellerman who talked about entering into the casket with people. Yeah. We often are trying to pull people out of the casket and pull them out of their hard situations. But yeah. sometimes enter into it with yeah. people. Yeah. And that's what Jesus did. Right. He entered into people's situation. He entered into humanity. Yeah. Right. And so I think it's helpful to just listen. Uh, but I think as, as just a way of responding to people, one of the things that I've, I've just been finding super helpful is to let them know areas where you may have been thinking through and felt some anxiety in your life and or some things and say, you know, it, it's sort of it's you, I can relate in a sense. Right. You're you're not by yourself and, 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 and even legitimizing people's feelings, not necessarily the actions. Right. Because sometimes people can have illegitimate actions, but the feelings are legitimate. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, you feel angry. That's a legitimate feeling. Now, what you do with that anger might be illegitimate or wrong or whatever. So, yes, you 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 may be concerned. And you may actually be worrying right now. But here's what God's word is saying. Right. He's saying don't worry, not just don't worry, but there's a reason you shouldn't worry because I'm still on the throne. Yeah. So I, I think it's very yeah. interesting. And, and, and you know, I, I see you, you've got a passage there, but one of my favorite passages uh, when I think of things like this that, that I loved and I shared with someone the other day was Psalm 2. And, and it seems like it doesn't, it doesn't relate, but, but hear me out. Um, Psalm 2 says this. It says, Um, Why are the nations in uproar and the peoples devising vain things? The kings of the earth stand, they they stand together and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed, saying, let us tear their feathers apart and cast away their cords from us. And and watch this in verse four. He who sits in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Hmm. Uh, now, this passage is a messianic passage. It's talking about uh, the, the sort of uproar against Jesus. But what you see here is in what uh, $10 million word, the immutability of God, right? Ooh. God isn't moved. God is isn't influenced. It is. Say it again. Immutability of <laughs> One God. One more time. Immutabil- <laughs> Just walk around saying like that. It. Immutability <laughs> of God. Immutability. Immutability of God. Yeah. And, and God is, is, is immovable. He is not troubled by the things we're troubled by. And if that's your God and he is comfortable, you know, I love it. I was listening to a preacher the other day and he said he used to watch Matlock with his father. Hmm. And and what he didn't know was that he was watching reruns. 
because the father had already seen it before. And he said he would wonder why things would go wrong and his father didn't get excited like he did. And his father said to him, because I've seen this already. And how much of that is God? Yeah. God doesn't get bothered because he's seen this already. Yeah, that's right. He's orchestrated this. He's put this into motion. He's a sovereign God who sees the end from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think being, like you said, fixing your mind on that immutable God, yes. a God who yes. has seen it all already, mm-hmm. a God who has seen everything. We do not believe in open theism or process theism where God is just learning things. We believe in a sovereign God who knows everything and works every single thing out for your good. Now, good is defined by God. Yeah. And that's helpful to remember. That's good. Thanks for sharing that so much. As I was listening, I just remembered how important it is. Um, And and actually, I'm going to steal this from Mm -hmm. you. You I I talk about this, but you talked about it last week is is uh you call it talking to yourself mm, sometimes it's, yeah. it's pre- i call it preaching to yourself amen, amen. and and it's this idea David that says i will encourage myself. i will encourage <laughs> myself which i love that word encourage yeah, yeah. because often are like encourage is like oh that's a nice oh, shirt yeah, you got nice, a nice yeah. shirt on there probably nice shouldn't beard. shouldn't touch you right. but encourage <laughs> it means to 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 actually bring courage out mm. it's a very manly and mm. a very aggressive term it's also very feminine but but there's this sure? there's this idea of like i think of encouragement is that that uh, scene from um, uh, w- w- what's his name? Mel Gibson plays him, Braveheart, Braveheart yes. where he's like yelling at the you people. You can take our country. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, when you, you could, you know, you could live. Yes, yes. But you could have really lived yes, right now. Yes, yes, yes. So this idea of encouraging yourself Amen. Yeah. is like, are you, what are you saying to yourself? Hmm. Are you saying to yourself, look at all of this fear, or are you encouraging yourself? Yeah. I mean, this is a chance for, for, for husbands to encourage their family, for wives to encourage their family and their children. And there's a chance for, like you said, calling people. Absolutely. Man, all it takes is call people. Talk yeah. to them for 10 minutes. Listen. Listen. Mm-hmm. And then just say one word of encouragement. Yeah. And you'd be amazed that we will be the people known by our love and our yeah. hope, yeah. Um, not by our blindness, yeah. but by our hope that our God works all things. Man, I, I'm gr- thank yeah. you for sharing the psalm, yeah. too. I wouldn't have thought yeah. of that one. Yeah. It's good. Any other thoughts on that one? Um, I think one of the things that has come up, um, and this is people in the church. So mm-hmm. we talked about, you know, um, how has the world responded to, responded to this? Um, and then there's people in the church who have different perspectives about how to respond to this. Because diff- different churches have responded to this in different ways. Uh, one of the things that I have seen, if I've seen anything, is... Um, people who want to say, can we now have a serious conversation about, and they'll use this term, end times, mm. right? Um, we, Those of us who went to seminary know it as eschatology, sure. which is... Eschaton. Yeah, which is a different, um, probably a different meaning than what people insinuate when they talk about end times. Yeah. Um, and I feel like <clears throat> whenever there's a crisis that is maybe unique or different than the norm. It's an opportunity to say, let's get serious. Let's talk about the end times. And I'm curious for you guys, because I haven't had a chance to talk to you about it yet, but um, what do you think the motivation is behind asking that that question? Oh, that's a, that's a good one. I, that's a good one. Trying to understand other people's motivations. Sure, yeah, I was gonna say yeah, you're gonna yeah, have to I, guess. I can't, a bit. I can't, I can't assume what people or, are thinking. Oh, yeah, but it's a pattern, ahead. right? Yeah, I have a thought, like, go right, go 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 go. I mean, it, it's a pattern. Whenever yeah. a giant war or a famine or something mm-hmm. like that yeah. happens, so I, this I question will say, comes up quickly. Um, uh, 
I will say that I think the fundamental, so the, the Yoruba people in Nigeria have a saying, not knowing is one of the biggest problems with humanity. Mm. Not knowing. Mm-hmm. And we tend to want to know. Mm-hmm. And even just the knowing brings some sort of peace or, mm-hmm. or better yet, from a sinister perspective, control. Yeah. So, so I think a true motivator, not the motivator, but a true motivator for many people is having some control. Yeah. Having some say so, having some knowledge of what's coming, mm-hmm. and that way it can inform right. what I'm doing now. Right. Yeah. So, so I, it brings some kind of peace. I agree. I think that's we want to we want to know. We yeah. want to be in control. Yeah. That's that's a very much prevalent yeah. to us Fumble, right now. Right? It's a Fum- big thing, right? Fear of missing yeah. out. Is, fear of not knowing. Right? Little, fear yeah. of not knowing. It's yeah. a little different. A little yeah. different. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> phono, 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 yeah. not Fuck knowing. No. Yeah. <laughs> careful, Ooh. careful. Yeah. There, Daniel. Yeah. Whoa, he was okay. Godly podcaster. Let me let me take a positive spin on it because that's what I thought when you I hadn't thought about it the motivation behind it but let me take a positive spin. I think there's an urgency mm-hmm. to people experiencing the hope and salvation of Jesus Christ. Mm. I think the idea is, hey, we're in end times. Let's talk about it so that people know there's an end to this world mm-hmm. and that there's only one hope, mm-hmm. and that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that mission is accomplished in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't necessarily think it only is accomplished mm-hmm. through an ends discussion, but there's this idea of like, I mean, if this is the end times, you know, Jesus said, be ready. Mm-hmm. There are going to be people who are not ready, but those who are burning the oil and all those other yeah. illustrations, there is an urgency to our message. I think the urgency has become much more relevant to mm-hmm. us right now mm-hmm. because people are actually, you know, they're living in, in comfort a month ago. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. like yeah. in comparison to where we're at now, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now there's fear, not just for my financial security, but maybe for my life. Mm. And there's an urgency to the gospel. There's an urgency to mm. what what we are talking about. And so the end times, I think if you talk about it, it's like, let's convince people yeah. it's the end times yeah. Yeah. so that they actually turn to God. Yeah. Not yeah. in like turn or burn yeah. kind of day, yeah, but yeah, like... Yeah. You know, I I think at a funeral you realize what's really important. Ooh, best in life. sermons I ever preach are funerals. And and I think this is like yeah. everyone kind of living in the yeah. land of a funeral mm-hmm. feel. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. For an extended period. One more thing I would say about the end times hmm. thing. Uh, you just need to go talk to someone who lived through World War One, right. the Spanish flu, then yeah. World War Two. Yeah. Right. Um, and the depression. And the depression. Well. Yeah. Um, now there's probably not many that lived through all of those, but there are people whose parents did. Or who they lived through part of it, yeah. and the mentality that they grew up in is very different. We have been blessed mm. in this country. Yeah. Let's talk about Ameri- as Americans. Yeah. We have our issues. We have brokenness. We need to get after it. Mm-hmm. But we have been blessed. You know, the closest thing we had was September 11th mm-hmm. in my generation mm-hmm. um, to to anything where we're actually touched by this dramatic sure. uh, change of events. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm not saying that doesn't mean we're in the end times or not. I just think that what we need to be focusing on is the urgency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I um, So my thinking kind of goes in a variety of different uh, tentacles, because I think there's tentacles to this. One of them has to do ex- with exactly what you just mentioned, Daniel, the, the desire for control. Mm. Uh, my kids were watching one of the Bible Project videos mm. um, on the Tree of Life, and yeah. they do, well, one, they do their super creative and do really good stuff. Um, but they talk about the access to the tree of knowledge and good of, mm. and evil, mm. right? They want access mm. to that knowledge. 
um, not fully knowing the weight of what yeah, access to yeah. that knowledge yeah. means, yeah. right? And um, and so we see a tree in the very beginning, and then we see the tree of life at the very end, which is actually the beginning, yeah, yeah. Um, the new yeah. beginning, yeah. the new creation. And um, and so they just do a wonderful thing with that video. But I thought having watched that yesterday or two days ago with my kids and hearing your comments on control, I think that's huge. The other thing is, um, I think Peter said we're closer to the end times. Essentially, he uses similar language. So it already started 2,000 years ago. We've always been living in In the end times. times, But um, I think the end, talking about it as the end, is is a bit confusing and a bit of a misnomer because, again, we believe um, that Jesus will come back and renew, and there's a newness Mm. to things. And so that is what we look forward to. I think I agree with you, Nathan, that... Um, and I'm glad you take a positive spin on that, that if people's motivations are, um, there's an urgency to want to uh, tell the good news of Jesus so that people know um, and, and can experience and know the knowledge um, and experience of God's love in their lives and salvific work in their lives. I think there's an urgency to that. And I think there was an urgency in Revelation. What's that word? Maranatha. Come quickly. Come quickly Lord. Yes. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I want... Jesus to come and renew all creation and restore us. And so um, I hope people that bring up those comments and questions about eschatology or AKA end times, that um, the motivation is toward an urgency to love yeah. and an urgency to make peace and to be the people of God that he's called us to be, to the, be, church. To be the church. Right. Yeah. So as we kind of segue, I wanted to I, I sort of throw this in there, too, because one, one thing you said, too, was very, very important, Nathan, was um, I was talking to a brother yesterday, and um, <clears throat> and he he was um, he's visiting parents in Florida, hmm. um, and he was sort of running around to help him, and he realized that they weren't as uh, sort of, if I could say, anxious or as concerned as he was. And he was like, I realized later on that they lived through the Depression. And they lived through quite a few wars and 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 recessions, and so for them this has hasn't charted yet. Mm. Um, perspective is important. Mm-hmm. Yep. And even as I was, and he said that it triggered me, and I was like, well, I wonder because sometimes I could appear um, uh, apathetic in my own yeah. mind, and or even to family and friends. And I realized even growing up in Nigeria, having gone through a civil war. This, this doesn't chart for me, right? right? Being shot with tear gas kind of, <laughs> this kind of pales in comparison. And this <laughs> yeah. is not to minimize anybody else's no. struggle or anything, but I think perspective mm-hmm. is important. So that, that's a sort of good segue to to us. Yeah. Have you had any anxiety around this? Have you had any thoughts or concerns around this for yourself personally? We, we are husbands. We are fathers. There's naturally some concerns that we may mm-hmm. have. But given what's going on in our country, have you had any concerns, any thoughts, any things that you had to preach to yourself about? And, and then sort of a sub-question is, what have you found peace in? What has been helpful? Mm-hmm. What have you been doing that we may learn from and, and, and sort of use? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have a confession to make. Okay. When this, this when is this, my confession. <laughs> when they uh, announced, <laughs> uh, I appreciate. You. How do I follow that? <laughs> I appreciate that you appreciate yeah. me. Um, You're patiently kind, brother. <laughs> when the news came out that they were going to be canceling school at least for, <clears throat> was it two weeks first or was it four weeks right out of the gate? I can't remember. Um, my my mind immediately went to the economic. <laughs> 
ramifications yeah. of that. <coughs> yeah. And as a as a dad, as a provider, you know, that's that's where my mind went. And um, my first thing that I did is <coughs> I Googled um, how did families adjust in the Great Depression, which we've already mentioned. Right, you know, right. how how did they, you know, begin to live and and live in a different way. And I just read through that article, and I don't know if it gave me any peace or, <laughs> or made you more depressed. Well, yeah, right. I I was just like, I started imagining, like, okay, let's let's play this out. What would happen if I we throw all our furniture out on the lawn and try mm. to sell what we can, salvage what we can, mm. vehicles, you know, just try to sell our house, and and now we're we're traveling around. Um, like a family. That that's where my you, mind went. You went all the way there, huh? I don't know why, uh, but it didn't. I guess it didn't create any anxiety. It was just like, um, all right, how how do how massively do I adjust here, mm. and what kinds of things would I do? Now it's easy for me to stay in my own head and think about it in that yeah. way, yeah. but then to think about um, how that would actually play out with my family, yeah. uh, with my wife and my kids. Um, I don't know. I don't know how they would respond. Yeah. So that that's the first thing that I did when when I felt any like, oh man, this is real. And um man, what would I do? And so that was my first sort of anxious thought or action. Mm. I generally am not an anxious person though. Mm. Um so that's about as far as it goes for me. Um Again, that's why it's hard for me to enter into people's pain exactly. and, and why I'm still working on that. So the other question you asked, though, is where am, where have I found peace? Um, I have I have really enjoyed being forced to just invest in my family, be with my family, because um, I can't be with anybody else, mm. and <laughs> and um, and just really try to be present in those moments. Um, and then as far as work is related, try to create peace and bring clarity to communication where we can, um, because we're, you know, like (coughs) we're, we're doing so many different new things as this comes and it's changing minute by minute. Exactly. Exactly. So (coughs) trying, trying to be a sense of peace, um, among the people that I'm around. Um, but it, I don't know, it doesn't take a lot for me to try to find peace because I'm generally an at peace kind of person. Yeah. I don't know if that's a cop out or not. No, no, no. You're holy and we <laughs> so we understand. I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. Good. 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 Bishop? Bishop, watch yourself. All right. Uh, <laughs> I know how much you don't like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I want to point out and I think the series on anxiety is good. I get to share a little bit of my journey with anxiety. Mm. Anxiety can look like worry and fear. Mm. Anxiety, uh, especially sometimes the disorders, um, which I'm not trying to speak into right now, um, they can look different. See, anxiety can look like frenetic behavior. Mm. Uh, your brain is moving at a million miles a minute. You're 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 moving. You're moving. You're moving. You're moving. You're moving. You're making changes. You're moving. Bop, 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 bop. It's in the frenzy mm. that anxiety comes out. 
um, that you are, again, in, in trying to control the situation or mm-hmm. over control. Mm-hmm. And if I just do enough, think enough, be enough, plan enough, plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and yeah, all the subtics, yeah, yeah. like, you know, if, I almost went some 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 uh, Jackson 5 there. Uh, <laughs> but we're, sorry, you got I me going. So A, B, C. Do it, do it, do it. Anyways. Um, you carry a tune, brother. That's pretty cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, yeah. you. Um <laughs> I appreciate you too, Jared. But Thanks. I, just know. Daniel today, I feel like I appreciate the most. That's why we put him in the middle. Yeah. he's. <laughs> so uh, let me go back to the frenzy. Yeah. So for me, <coughs> I've had to learn how to slow down, hmm. how hmm. To, to stop and, and spend time with the family. It was such a grateful thing before we were told not to gather together in groups of, of 10. Um, I went to a, a small gathering with a family and watched the kids laugh. And then we had a couple friends over to the house, just two, and watched them wrestle and laugh. And and the joy of that moment centered me. I'm going to be honest. The the unknown of what's happening as the leader of this church with staff and and families attached to that, um, that's significant. That's real. Um, And and that's a weight that I bear. And and, um, I'm feeling so... um, hopeful and so gracious to God and, and to our community to continue to support the work we're doing as we shift from a physical location to digital and, and loving people. Um, and, and so I think for me right now, I'm in this state of hopefulness, just great hopefulness, especially as I had a staff that just, they just jumped on it. I mean, I, I'm sitting at the table, Sam's here at the table, he's helping run our podcast and Sam and the worship team, um, have just dived headfirst into creating a new yeah. experience yeah, uh, for yeah. us on Sunday. Quality, too. Uh, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Um, and that's because there are people who are, and volunteers who are in, diving into this, settling for better, embracing risk, and, yeah. and believing that we can spark something new here. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't want to get away from all the nice things that make me not frenzied. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. And I find that if I don't spend my time rooted and grounded in who God is. Again, I, I'm preaching to myself at the beginning. Yeah. Fo- where's my focus yeah. fixed? Um, it's, it's real. Yeah. It's real. I, I don't think any of us is sitting here saying, yeah, everything's fine. We're, we're, we don't feel anything. Yeah. Um, we're, we're dealing with it, and we deal with it in different ways. And some are more helpful, yeah. but it all comes down to where if I am anxious, it's because I'm not putting myself in the presence of God who wants to give me peace. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I keep going back to that. Yeah. Where am I seeking peace for my family? Um, you know, where I'm not as... eyes, where are you fixed on? Yeah, it, I, I think that's crucial. That's, that's why I'm trying to lead my family as well every day. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, brother, there is a uniqueness to your role, right, that um, I don't, and maybe you would say you don't sort of fully yeah. have, although you do on, on a higher level than sure. even me, in a sense, right? But I think, man, I, I think there is a sense to... Um, for me to keep you in mind and keep all of us in mind, but even as as you as you um, as you wrestle with the entire church and staff mm-hmm. as well, I think um, I'm thankful for you in this process, and I'm thankful that you are trusting in the Lord, right? Because mm-hmm. you take your eye of the Lord, we've got another thing coming, brother. <laughs> so keep fixing on the yeah. Lord. But um, yeah, I, I think for me personally. I think the anxiety I feel, and you, you, we, we've talked before in many situations where I, 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 you know, I could term it as jadedness and whatever, um, and, and I'm, I'm kind of similar to you in a sense that I, I don't know if I live in anxiety 
uh, much, uh, at least about, you know, myself. Mm-hmm. I think my biggest anxiety right now, if there is one, or when I'm concerned it doesn't create what's called a negative momentum, mm. um, is uh, my wife and my kids, is to not in... One, and I was telling one of the people yesterday who asked me how they can pray for me, I said, you know, I don't want to overextend myself um, ministry-wise and then forget my family, mm-hmm. right? Because the, the opposite is also possible, too. You can sort of be super, super family-oriented and forget the work of God. That's, that's a tension that we have to sort yeah. of carry. But how to love your wife and your kids well, uh, not just in what you do, but even in what you're not doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's 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 just some thoughts about that of just continuing to uh, to love my wife better. Um, I don't know any man that could say they love their wife well. Um, you may love them better than other people. Yeah. You may be increasing in that, but we can always do better. Yeah, when the standard is Christ. Yeah, I mean, it's like, come right. on, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he yeah. calls us to, to live up to it. Can I'm not you imagine being Jesus' brother? And he did everything perfectly in the house? No, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't do it. But, um, <laughs> but I think what's been helpful for me and what I always sort of hear in these type of times, again, a million-dollar word here or phrase, uh, subspecie atonitate. Have you ever heard of that before? I did just now. It's just, it's, it's, so it kind of goes to our another word of speaking in tongues. We'll answer that right, right. right. That, that's harder to, to But But it's to essentially say. a philosophy that actually speaks with uh, le- living under the aspect of eternity. Mm. Living from the point of view of eternity. Mm. So there's two ways you can live, right? You can live as uh, the the poet uh, or the philosopher uh, Spernazzo, I think his name is, used to say you can leave subspecie directionates, which is duration, uh, based on time. You, mm. All you know is what you know, your reality. You live by your reality. And if we're honest, a oh, vast majority of us live that way. Mm. Or you can live subspecie etanatati in, 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 in the aspect or from the perspective of eternity. Mm. And I yeah. think when you look at it from that perspective, when you have an eternal view, then all of the things you're going through mm. sort of pales in comparison. Yeah. Again, this is not intended to say that your feelings are invalid. This is sort of pointing us back to Psalm too, where it's like, look at God. The, the, the eternity and the is God, right? Let's just, let's just I, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future, right? Mm. That that sort of perspective. But if you look at it from the perspective of eternity, what we've experienced in these four weeks pales in comparison to what all of creation has experienced thus far. Mm. Right? And then you start to realize, okay, we have actually been living in a just a suspended period of time that seems to carry more weight for us than eternity. And so even with the conversations about the eschaton or mm-hmm. the future in the latter times, the question for me behind that question is, why do you want to know that? Mm-hmm. What's driving that, right? Which is what you were asking. But even deeper than that, how concerned should you be about mm-hmm. that? Because if it's about God and if God is the future, right? My, you know, my commencement speech uh, when I graduated from seminary, the, the person who preached said, uh, the future is God. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it took years later until I understood what he meant, hmm. right? It, it almost sounded like Star trek when he said it, right? He's like, to go boldly go where no man has ever gone before. I'm like, yeah. It, but the future is God. Hmm. And if the future is God, I think sometimes we get stuck in the minutia mm-hmm. and we get stuck in the details of our temporal period and aren't looking at it from an eternal perspective. Because if the future is God, then all I have to do is, like you said, everybody said that the reoccurring theme and everything we've said is fix your eyes on God. Mm-hmm. And fixing your eyes on God means that you doesn't mean that you're ignoring what happens here, but it means that future perspective is informing how you live now, which then means that, to be honest, I wonder how 
um, how less affected we will be by things that happen around us and in our time if we really are looking at God. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a great way to end that question. Yeah. I think you ended that well. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that Thank and you. being honest. Yeah. Cool. So we have a few other questions oh, that are a little more light. Yeah, real quick. If you do have a question, yes. Jared's going to look through these yes. comments. We've been trying to answer any easy ones as we go. Yes. Um, but we're going to, we have some questions already that yes. Jared, that, and so if you have one, Jared will try to populate it if we have time between now and one. Yes. Cool. All right. So the more light questions are Is Life Church, well, no. We'll do that one. <laughs> wow, they're all going to want to know what that one was. <laughs> Stay tuned <laughs> to the next episode. Um, do you pray in tongues? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Nathan can go first. I'm going to look at questions. Okay. But the quick answer for me is yes, but I'll explain. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> you know, for me, I, there's there's different things that we're talking about here. There's praying in tongues, and that's, you know, an utterance of the Holy Spirit, a gift of the Holy Spirit into you um, that allows you to speak and communicate in a language that you do not know. That's how this gift of tongues first showed itself in, in, in Pentecost. Um, and I think that I do believe that that has happened. Um, I believe that it happens now. Um, I'll talk a little bit about what happens on Sundays uh, in a second. But then there's the second, which a lot of the uh, glossia, what is it? Glossolalia. Thank you, glossolalia. I knew there was another syllable in there. Yeah. Um, and this, there's that. There's this idea of praying... Um, uh, in a, in your own spiritual tongue, an angelic tongue, uh, it's helpful for you. Then there's a, there's another nuance of of the um, uh, praying. Um, excuse me, uh, my brain yeah, just went out. Yeah, praying in the spirit and yeah. praying the groans. Um, mm. You know, it intercedes when we are groaning. Romans eight. Romans eight. Thank you. So there's these different nuances to it, and I think when we talk about praying in tongues, we're talking about one of those. But we're not talking about all of them at the same time. So mm. uh, that question was asked at our town hall meeting. And, and I don't know, I would ask clarifying questions. Yeah, there's a lot of clarifying uh, questions. Here, here's what I'll break it down for a real practical. On Sundays, what we're going to allow people to do is pray as they feel le- uh, led uh, in, the, in the audience and worship as they feel led in the audience. Um, we're not going to most likely pray in tongues from the stage uh, for you know seeking an interpretation because we know that we're pursuing people who don't know God and we just we follow the biblical um, from that and then in small groups though there's opportunities for it so I believe the spiritual gifts are all alive and well today. Um, one of the things that's nuanced, and I want to say this, even though someone might not ask that, we do not believe um, as a church as a denomination that you have to have the gift mm. of tongues okay. um, to receive the Holy Spirit. Helpful. We believe that when you accept Jesus Christ, you receive the Holy Spirit, that he gives you spiritual gifts and allows you to build up the body with those spiritual gifts. So as long as those spiritual gifts, including speaking in tongues, are used for the building up of the body of Christ, then, then they're appropriate and good. All right, guys, give us a second here. Apparently there's a limit on Facebook Live. We might need to check into that. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. All right, we're back. All right, sweet. Um, well, sorry about yeah. that. But I, why don't you continue yeah, on? Yeah. So I think that's I think that's helpful. I think it's always uh, there is something to be said about um, sort of walking through these questions beforehand. But I love how we get to have these 
semi-spontaneous conversations yeah. about this stuff because I think it's very honest conversation. But one of the things I love about what you said too is even in churches where um, tongues is practice, right? Because there, there's two different views and we, we don't need to get into all the details, particularly cessationism and right. non-cessationism or, or not, or continuationist as they call it. But, but the point is, what does the scripture say? And even in when you're practicing tongues, Right. And I see some churches don't do that. And so it's, it's interesting what you talked about uh, interpreting and all that good stuff. I do have some follow-up thoughts on that, but mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know. If I don't want to go for it. Right. Yeah, mine, mine's relatively short. Yeah. Do I speak in tongues? Mm, no, not really. Um, not really? Well, I don't, I don't practice it. So, so there was a experience, multiple experiences, I would say maybe about a decade ago, where there were some... Um, prayerful utterances um, that that came in in some different prayer experiences uh, that I, there's no other way to describe it other than um, felt very much in the spirit in, in the spiritual realm um, kind of a transcendent moment um, I've had I've had multiple moments like that and I remember having these kind of utterances um, so that has happened um, it, it hasn't happened in a while and so it's not it's not something that I am initiating yeah okay. yeah initiating or going out of my way to practice um, and, and live into that spiritual gift if indeed that's what it is just hadn't hadn't really uh, lived into that much um, I, I should share this too. There's been some experiences um, where it was very manipulative, um, yeah, where I was in environments where it was like, you will speak in tongues right now, and we're not going to leave this environment mm-hmm. until yeah. everybody yeah. in the room does. Yeah. And so you talk about jadedness. Yeah. That that was my experience. Yeah. And so since then, um, that experience has informed my resistance to it um so i have to be careful with that and uh, not squelch the Mm. the presence and movement of the holy spirit in my life um but that that's kind of the short version yeah Yeah. any resources that you guys may say i mean obviously first corinthians is helpful yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) you go to the source yeah uh, read through that and even as we segue into some other questions, yeah, I'd, read that in multiple translations. Yeah. I do have a, a resource um, okay. that is great, the Advanced Course of the Life Journey. Oh, excellent. So yeah. that's launching, which you could get on to that train right away and be part of the first people to go through Advanced as we added it. Yeah. Uh, we had Explore and Encounter okay. met last time. We yeah. got back together, Explore, Encounter, our meeting again, as well as Advance. And the tagline for that is Advance Beyond Yourself. Mm. And really, you're going to learn a lot about how the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which is what I was stumbling through yes, earlier, yes, yes, yes. are made for building up the body of Christ. And so the Advance course is, one, going to lay out everything that we believe about it as a church, and then do it in a practical way to help you connect with the Holy Spirit and then connect with your spiritual gift that's to be used within the body of Christ. So that advance beyond yourself, that course is just crucial mm. to knowing that we were given these things for the benefit of the others and benefit of the body. That's and so key. we help you start to explore your spiritual gifts, your personality, and then give you the call 
Yeah. The call to be an yeah. ambassador for Christ yeah. and to advance beyond yourself. So if you're interested in learning more about that and going into more dialogue and then having a conversation, which these conversations are best done in conversations and back yes, and forth. Yes, yes. Um, With the Bible I, open as we... Yeah, right. Yes, yes, so yes, I, I would say a more holistic approach to it is something that you can go through through the yeah. life journey and you can sign up on the Now page right now. Right now. That's what... Yes, that's, that's that's well done, sir. Well done, well done. Um, I think just uh, just my final thoughts on that, and and I think um, I I alluded to the fact that I spoke in tongues. I, I'm really being um, cute by saying that because I most of you may or may not know that I speak Yoruba, um, and um, which is a a language from Nigeria. Like I'm very fluent in it, so I do speak in tongues, yeah. and I do pray in tongues, yeah. and I do preach in tongues. How do you so. say FOMO in? There, there's no <laughs> word for FOMO. It's an oh, oh, here it is, FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> so here it is right wow. there. Sorry, just, 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 just put an accent behind it. We have a we have a brother uh, Robbie is watching live right now from yeah. Uganda. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so Robbie yeah, Robbie's over there right now yeah. eating pork apparently. Yeah. I believe he says FOMO the same way in Uganda too. He huh, does, okay. well, I'm sure he, they do. Well, I doubt yeah. it. He's white. No, well they do. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. So I do speak in tongues in that sense. Are you uncomfortable, Jeremy? But no, I do speak in tongues from that perspective. But I also think that um, uh, par- party to what you said is um, uh, Luther, your best friend. Um, <laughs> Luther speaks about uh, living Coram Deo and Coram Mundo, uh, essentially before the God and before the world. And it's important to, to ask even as you, whoever this is that asks about tongues, what's the What's the impetus behind that? What's the yeah. What's the heart behind that? Do you yeah. just want to speak in tongues for song's sake? Mm-hmm. Or are you speaking because you want to uh, glorify God, Coram Deo, or do you or, or to edify man, Coram Mundo? So I think from that perspective, it's always going to be about the motives and the heart. Yeah, cool, that's great. All right, final question because we are running out of time. Well, we can do um, both of them real do, quick. Okay, what is the ECC stance on women teaching pastors? It's easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Now, as for your stance, which is the ECC stance. Correct. The ECC, just for clarity, is the uh, Evangelical Covenant Church, which is the denomination of which all three of us and uh, all of our pastors, if they have a name pastor in their name, it's because they are licensed through the ECC and that denomination, Evangelical Covenant Church, which could be a whole conversation for a different time. But clarity on that. Jared, um, I know that you're taking a, a lot of work on, on women in mm-hmm. leadership, the mm-hmm. greater part of that question. And uh, so I'd love for you just to kind of answer what ECC's stance is on yeah. that. And then maybe just one one way that we're partnering and one nuance to it. Mm. Um, and I think that would be the best way in our short time Good. to okay. answer that question well. Yeah. So uh, real quickly, the ECC stance is that they are in full support of women being pastors. Um not just in sort of sub roles, whether it's associate or children's or youth, it's all all levels of the church. So lead pastors as well. Um, in fact, there's um, there's a I think it's a page or a group on Facebook that's called Four More in the Pulpit, um, which celebrates and honors uh, women that are in the pulpit, specifically preaching. Um, so not just leading the church, but also preaching the gospel. So that's where the ECC stance is on that. And um, trying to remember the second question: Where are we? Yeah, where are we? Where are we on that? Yeah. Um, what is what is something that we're working towards uh, as far as like um, awareness yeah, of that's that? Because right. I think our awareness as a as a community is low, even though we have uh, Kate 
uh, Buckner yep. is a pastor, has been for a while. We have another a woman on our staff who is seeking licensure and should mm-hmm. be by the end of the uh, fall. So we'll have two pastors on yes. staff who would be able to go to any other ECC church right. and, and lead there at right. any capacity. What are we doing to continue to this conversation? Because yeah. this is new for a lot of people. Yep. So one of the things that that um, Life Church has experienced is uh, is not that uh, we, we have not at Life Church had a women woman preaching on the stage in a weekend setting. Um, that's I'm I'm very specific with those words because right now we have um, Abby, who is a woman, speaking to our students and empowering them and encouraging them in their faith, and so she is preaching in that sense. Um, but for our adult weekend services, uh, we have not currently had that, to my understanding. Um, of the history of Life Church, so we are working on um, working on creating that as an opportunity, investing in um, opportunities to build up or to identify women um, that could preach on our weekends um, or our Sunday Sunday gathering um, to encourage and inspire and uh, challenge our people in the faith and and preach the Word of God. And I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, I think one of the things that I see in Scripture, just the uniqueness of uh, women being the first ones at the tomb, mm-hmm. getting to be the first evangelists and, and share the good news that Jesus is not only crucified, but now is resurrected mm-hmm. and bringing new life. And what we know about ancient literature and um, ancient history is that women wouldn't be a credible witness to something like that. So the fact that the early... Uh, church and disciples and apostles would include that in the scriptures yeah. is is a unique outlier mm-hmm. uh, that shows the power of God, I think. And, um, and then we see other early church female evangelists um, that are crucial to the movement of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And um, I personally have benefited from women who have spoken into my life um, specifically as it relates to unpacking the scriptures and causing me to be a better leader. And, um, and I can't imagine having it any other way. So I'm really excited about okay. where we're headed. Uh, there's work to be done. It's, it's not easy work because people come from all different backgrounds and different experiences, and, and that informs um, their, their current experiences. And so we want to shepherd that well. Yeah, and I think the, the wonderful thing is questions are always legal. Yep. Oh, totally. So pushback is, is uh, you know, in, in dialogue when we have conversation is, is great. I think the, the joy of our church is that we've continued to try to do this in a progressive way. Yeah. And I know that you'll be releasing more re- resources about women in leadership as well as we continue to move on and yeah. and do this in an appropriate uh, way moving forward while recognizing the giftings mm-hmm. and the calling that are on our very own uh, staff members right. and mm. even on our very own young daughters and mm. right. in the audience right. who, are, who aren't seeing it. And so don't know that that might be something God is calling them to. Yeah. So we have a we have a, a responsibility mm-hmm. towards that, and so but we want to do that in a respectful um, and a progressive way, mm-hmm. and in a way that that isn't un uh, brash mm-hmm. or or pushing, but just or uh, unintentional. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, I tell people this all the time, uh, on staff guys. Don't be unintentional, unintentionally offensive. Mm-hmm. Be intentionally offensive. <laughs> and they're like, what? And what I mean by that is, is like, 
Going on Facebook, <coughs> this is a good note for everybody here. Going on Facebook and stirring up controversy is intentionally offensive in a really bad way. Mm-hmm. Going on Facebook and saying something dumb and not thinking about it um, is unintentionally offensive. Mm-hmm. The gospel itself is offensive. Naturally. So we are going to choose to push forward on issues that God has called us to push forward on an intentional, grace-filled, truthful way, but mm-hmm. it is going to be offensive. With this one, I think we have a chance to continue to move forward in grace. Mm-hmm. And, and have these conversations, and we don't need to beat people over the head with it. That's just important for people to know. If, if you're feeling like, oh, wow, I didn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you are willing, all of us are willing to have a dialogue yeah. with you, yeah. and that's the best place for us to, to bring understanding and to present what we feel God is calling us as a church and a denomination to do. Yeah, cool. Well, we're running out of time, but there's this final question, lightning round quickly. Uh, can we start including translations in our sermons when we preach the translation of the Bible that we're using? Mm-hmm. Yes, no, of course, we're doing that. Yes, yes, we are. The general rule of thumb, we are using the NIV as a default. So if it's not up there, it's most likely the NIV. And then we try to include right after the verse on the slide, it says NASB, the New American Standard Bible, or the ESV, the NRSV, the NLT, or the message. Mm-hmm. Um, we would probably need to dive into reasons we do that later, but mm-hmm. I just want you to know, default NIV. If not, we've been committed to including those. Sweet. Well, folks, we love having you. Uh, if you have any questions about what we've discussed today, you can always turn that in for our next uh, Table Talk Thursdays. Uh, final thoughts, brothers, quickly. Love you guys. Love you guys. See Love you guys you on too. Sunday. Right. You're not going to want to miss it. Well, Sorry we didn't get to the uh, Tom Brady question. It was a lighthearted question about Tom Brady, but we'll open with that one the next one because Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers. So there you go. And that has some eternal implications. It, totally. Apparently. Um, all right. <laughs> are, are you okay, brother? Sam, hey guys, Sam just heard that. If anything, you need the, the now conversation. I'm sorry, if you now have any page. questions, the now page. Uh, right, sweet. That's lifechurchcanton.org slash now. All right. That's the best place to go for sweet. answering any questions about what we're doing during the week. Yeah, I hate saying the word quick before prayer, but yeah. quick prayer. Uh, Father, we thank you so much for our people uh, who are spread throughout the nation and throughout this city and state. God, would you keep us, would you keep our minds fixed on you? In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love you guys. Love you. Thanks for joining us.